Karma, my friend, we are starting. We have started. How are you? Hello, Clayton. I'm good. How are you? I'm, I'm great, my friend. Now, we were supposed to record an episode last week. Is that correct? Yes. What happened, though? Do you remember? Did something happen? Uh, I couldn't string a sentence together this time last week. <laughs> Why couldn't you string a sentence together, Karma? Um, I'd drank t uh, too much gin the night before, um, and apparently there is such a thing as too, too much gin. Too much um, of a... Which I know now, so... Too much of a good gin. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. No, I, I found that yeah, hilarious. that's all I'm going to say about that. that. The <laughs> fans were heartbroken. I found it funny. But, um, but here we are. We're doing it. We've got so much to talk about. Oh, my God. Uh, 2020 off, off with a bang. Um, so let's get into it. 2021. 2021, sorry. Uh, let's get into it. Our first big hit. We start off with our big hit section. Google versus Australia. So I guess Google versus the Australian government. Now this thing just keeps, keeps on giving. It is escalating week by week. So I want to give everyone a little bit of a rundown of, what, of where we're at. And then we can talk about it, all right? Go for it. So I think since we, last, since we discussed this on our last podcast, so much has happened. So firstly, and I think this is maybe, oh my goodness, two weeks ago or a week and a half ago. No, two weeks ago. Google run an experiment removing some Australian news media from their search results. So I don't know who picked this up, but some smart cookie did probably some smart SEO cat. And so, yeah, suddenly Google's starting to mess with some settings going, hey guys, you know we have complete control <laughs> over our own search product. Then the bombshell at the, uh, the Senate hearing where the boss of Google Australia, Mel Silva, said, that they would just remove search if they couldn't get a deal done. And that reverberated around the whole country. Did you hear about that everywhere? I even heard about it on talk radio. Even the oldies on it talk radio. It was even on American TV. Yes, yeah. even it was on American it was TV. I mean, American diplomats have even tried to intervene on this issue. So, so just how huge it is. This is kind of big, little, little old Australia. We are making global headlines here. Um, so they've threatened to remove the uh, search from Australia altogether. This, uh, the video from Mel Silver, the boss of Australia, drops. And as of today, or last couple of days, there has been a link directly to that YouTube video at the top of every Google search. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is everywhere. As and again, if Google wants people to know something, they can they can tell them. They can go straight to the heart of it. Um, I've got. I'm going to link to Google's open letter. They've made an open letter about this. Um, the inventor of the internet has backed Google on this one. I have got the link for that. And then Google have not only said this is a bad move, but they've suggested that there is a path forward that they will that they will happily support that they've been working on already called Google News Showcase. And that's where we are today. It's just, it's craziness, man. What are your thoughts? 
so um, firstly, I'm pretty sure that the law that they want to bring in would not allow Google to remove these um, news items from their search results um, because there's a lot of uh, talk from people about, well, why don't they just, they could just remove them if they didn't want to pay for them. Um, and I'm pretty sure that the legislation they're proposing would actually also forbid them from doing that. Okay. So not only would they have to pay for displaying n news in listings, mm. um, but they wouldn't be able to just not display them. Okay. Um, so if the law goes through as it is, that's my understanding. Yep. Um, so the whole... <laughs> Um, I heard a quote from one of the founders of the internet on TV last night when I was watching the news and it was something like, this is just completely preposterous um, in, and, and completely in, um, in conflict with the way that the internet works. Um, and I, I agree with that. Well, I, I don't works. understand how... Well, no, just the entire internet. The, like, the whole internet is there for people to access and make their own decisions mm. on, um, not for um, search engines, whether it's Chrome or someone else's, to be able to um, pay to display whatever they think is, you know, good enough to put out there for people. So, so it means that these authoritative sites um, would be downranked and there's potentially, if they were able to, and there's potentially uh, the uh, um, higher likelihood of misinformation as non-news sources um, would take up those search results. But it's, um, <laughs> it, I mean, if you're trying to prop up uh, a failing print um, circulation, uh, then the way you do that is with digital, right? So y you get displayed in the search results and people go to your news website and then you get the revenue from advertising. And I don't know how you think you, you having the ability to display the last remnants of your business mm -hmm. um, is something that someone else needs to pay you for. It's absolutely ridiculous. I completely agree. It gets more preposterous the more I think about it and the more I read about it. I mean, it's rare that, that I think I'd be completely on, on Google's side on this one, but I, I just, it doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't understand how someone has convinced entire swaths of people in the government. And, and I'm, because I'm sure there are many smart people in the government right? There are many smart so, people. Well, it's pretty easy to see how they convince them. Um, so there's two sides of how you convince people to go along with this. There's the side which I saw the uh, a representative from the ACCC uh, speak on TV yesterday and and his opinion is, is one way of looking at it, that's his side, is, um, is that we need to protect um, the integrity of quality journalism, and that's how we need to do it, um, which is, uh, in my opinion, completely incorrect. But that is, but if that's how you look at it, then that's that's a way you're convinced. Yep. Um, the other way is that you're um, being funded by uh, by news organisations, and you need them to win an election, 
several elections, you need them to get favourable press. Um, and in this country and several others, that's that's Murdoch, and that's what we're. That's the other way you're convinced is it's your buddies. It's in your buddy's best interest, so it's in your best interests. Oh, it is. It is just staggering that this has gone this far, and the idea that Google could move out of Australia, even though I don't think it's going to happen, is still is still you know earthquake inviting. Like it is. That would be the most insane upheaval. It's not even worth talking about. So the so the search is one thing, right? But so if they if if Google, you know, not just Chrome or if Google leave Australia, then as digital marketers, um, we lose Google Analytics, for example, mm. Google Tag Manager, um, Google Drive, Gmail, uh, G Suite, YouTube, YouTube. Like, <laughs> It's just like, why would the Australian government think that they could win this? I, th I think they've said, like, I think they've said they'll take search out of Australia. They won't take all their properties. They would remove their search service. But uh, yeah, anyway, it's bananas. Um, there are so many strange metaphors that I can, I can pull on this that it's like saying, uh, you know, Shopify has to start paying people to use their platform like paying people to yeah. build websites on the platform that they built. <laughs> paying their users instead of users paying them. Um, and yeah, so I, I feel like, and Google is in so many areas. And, and so this just feels like a very strange way to redistribute income straight into the pockets of Murdoch and the rest of the news media. It's very weird. Well, and that's, I think that's a really important point is because there's a lot of um, discussion out there around how much tax Google has paid in Australia yes. and they've paid the tax that they were were asked to pay. They've paid the tax they were billed, yes. um, which is from my really not very good at maths calculations is approximately 10% of their uh, revenue. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's better than nothing. Um, Murdoch's paid no tax in Australia. What a disgrace. Um, and if it, was, if it was to revenue raise for the government, mm. that money would be collected as taxes. Yes. And would go to the Australian federal government. Which is where it should go. This money is not going to the Australian federal government. This money is going to publishers. Correct. And it's, so it, it gets more preposterous. I agree with whoever you heard. Uh, it's preposterous. Can we agree on that? Yeah. Preposterous. Uh, Absolutely. I will debate whoever wants to debate me on this one. Let, can we get someone? We should try to debate someone on this. I'd like to talk to someone from a publisher who is in favour of this stupid idea. Uh, anyway, let's keep an eye on it. Oh, let's get Murdoch on the show. Get Murdoch on. Murdoch, give us a call, mate. <laughs> Lachlan, one, one of your offspring, any of the offspring, Lachlan, whatever. Give us a call. Uh, we're, we're here to chat. On to the next massive news story. This has been blowing up as well. So we've got to talk about it. People want to hear our opinions, mate. They want to hear us. GameStop. <laughs> GameStop has gone nutso. Break it down for us, Karma. Break it down. So I'm going to preface this by saying I don't really understand how the stock market works. Um, uh, I did work at Merrill Lynch Bank for a short period of time 
verifying traits and that was a very confusing job <laughs> and a very confusing time for me. Um, but that is all like I just did what I was told and clicked the buttons and the money went somewhere. Great. Anyways. Um, so that is my level of understanding of the stock market. But what has happened here is that there was a company called GameStop and... Um, what does the company do? Some people... Uh, they're a game shop? Game shops, yep. Chain of game stores, yep. I think they... Yeah, yep. yep. So like Time Zone or whatever. Uh, like EB, game, so, EB Games. But they sell oh, right, video games. Okay. Right, right, right. So, so this stock um, was quite low and basically a whole bunch of hedge fund people bought the stock, as, assuming to be able to sell it back quite quickly at a profit because it, the stock was going down. So someone went on Reddit, and correct me if I'm wrong if you understand this better than I do, but someone went on Reddit and said, hey, these guys have committed to buy all this, all these shares back. Um, if we all get together and um, inflate the cost, then we can make some money and also <laughs> like ruin their day. And um, I don't know that they expected it to take off in the way that it did. Um, but these hedge, one particular hedge fund lost over $13 billion yep. on, on these trades because they're, you know, obliged to, to buy this shares back to pay back their brokers. Yep. Um, and, and so that's pretty fascinating, um, in itself, you know, some people got together on Reddit and, and decided to, you know, stick it to the man on the stock market. I think, you know, that part of the story for me was already amazing. Yeah. And then there's a company called Robinhood. So Robinhood obviously stole from the rich and gave to the poor. Um, and Robinhood hit their brand promise was about making the stock exchange and buying and selling shares more accessible to people who aren't, you know, hedge fund people. They're everyday people, people like me who don't really understand what's going on. Um, and then, because it, this stock was hemorrhaging money and hedge funds were declaring bankruptcy, they suspended people being able to trade in GameStop stock and sold it on their behalf without their permission. That's pretty much it. Yeah, it's, it's uh, basically a bunch of people on Reddit got together, artificially inflated the stock of this company GameStop and because some giant hedge funds had shorted the stock, which, is mean which means they're betting on it going down, yep. the fact it went up means they lost buttload of money yeah and so yeah the the everyman app the everyman stock trading app has had to stop the everyman trading yeah which i mean i guess is what brings this really being into a, um you know a marketing issue as well as just a completely fascinating world event mm, mm. um in that your whole brand promise is is allowing the average person to play with the big boys and then the minute that you do the same thing that these big boys have been doing for years making billions of dollars um you're stopped from being able to do so because sorry you're not in the game unbelievable 
unbelievable. It's incredible. 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 And so I've had a lot of analysis on Robin Hood itself prior to this. So they make it so easy to trade that it's actually rather dangerous. Um, There was actually a case last year that uh, a man got into hundreds of thousands of debt and committed suicide. Oh, so not at all like poker machines? Completely exactly like poker machines. And I also heard that um, a huge part of Robin Hood's explosion last year in user numbers and growth was the stimulus checks that went out in America. Ew. Yep. That's where a lot of their cash came straight in from. And the Fed said just, bang, yep, lots of people jump on. You know, they're at home. They're not spending money. They've got a bit of money in the comes in robin hood ad comes up oh let's do some trading so or either that or they lost their jobs and thought oh maybe i can make some money make a living yeah 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 so pay my rent the uh the hilarity of a bunch of reddit users artificially inflating a stock screwing over the giant hedge funds of the world who have screwed over you know which is not illegal um, yeah, no, I don't, I don't think so. It, it's just, is amazing. I wonder if Robin Hood, will this be the death of Robin Hood, do you think? I don't see anybody wanting to use them when they can suspend your account and sell your shares without your permission. So regardless of whether you were affected by this particular issue, I think it's like, it's like buying a lotto and then lotto going, oh, no, we sold your lotto ticket. I'm not 100% sure that they sold your position, that they sold your shares for you. I think what they did was they paused trading. They definitely did that. And then you couldn't buy any more on, them, on those stocks. So it stopped them, it stopped them trading you, 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 the only way to get out of your position. So what the stop in trading did though is that it killed the price of GameStop and so you were stuck anyway with a, cra- with a high price stock that is now way low. And so the only way to get out of the position was you couldn't buy any more stock. You, had, you, just, you have to sell and you take a big loss. So yeah, it, it basically was the same as... Um, I mean, I think selling the stock would have been... Uh, you know, better than what they did because people were then stuck with really expensive shares because the, the, the price then crashed. Uh, so amazing. Go Reddit. <laughs> um, and amazing. I mean, does it just show you how easily manipulated, manipulated, manipulated these giant financial markets are? Something's got to change there, right? Somebody's got to look into that. I mean, now they're calling for regulation, but they've but people who use the stock market have been using these exact same methods to make money for since it began. Yep. And now that some outsiders have tricked them and been, you know, better at their game than than they were, now they want tougher controls. And it's just really interesting that they're the same people who are like, oh, free markets need to be free. <laughs> oh, not that free. Ugh. <laughs> no, not free for you. You're poor. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how it all uh, fall, uh, falls out, I guess, because, um, yeah. I, I, and, you know, I, it, it's really interesting from a perspective from the outside of, you know, someone who doesn't understand the stock market particularly well, like 
Well, is it that easy? Well, maybe they just made it sound too complicated and I could have been doing this the whole time. <laughs> Fancy myself as a day trader, why not? <laughs> I've got a note here that you've, you've put up for us from Robinhood team. Should I read it? Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is from the Robinhood team. The past... It's an excerpt from an, from an email to their customers. Okay, great, great. The past year in particular has shown us that the financial markets are for everyone not just institutional investors and hedge funds. We've seen a new generation enter the market and they're sparking conversations about what it means to be an investor. In bold, we stand in support of you, our customers. Democratizing finance for all means giving more people access, not less. <laughs> we'll keep monitoring market conditions and we'll update this helps with blah, 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 blah. That's pretty great. The, uh, yeah, so yeah. Um, brand promise continually, they stated the brand promise again that, they, that they're breaking, while breaking. Yeah. This is for everyone, except for not for except you. Except for you, that we emailed and now, oh, anyway, that's crazy. Uh, let's keep going. We can talk about that one all day. Yeah. Predictions for 2021. Now, everyone's doing predictions. I don't think we did them in our first show of the year, which was weird. But we're going to do some now. Um, I've made a few predictions. Um, prediction number one. Here we go. Facebook will, t will return to some semblance of normalcy. So last year, Facebook was bananas, banning accounts left, right and centre in the lead up to the election. Um, the ad account, I'm talking about ad accounts, sorry, to be specific. Uh, and so I think that that all that craziness is going to calm down and we will go back to accounts just, you know, operating normally. What do you think? Is there normal on Facebook? Sorry? I think that's very optimistic. Is there normal on Facebook? I think that's very optimistic. True. Not nice. Normal is, is a relative term, I guess. Let's say there will be less banning of ad accounts. <laughs> mm, that does seem to have slowed down. So, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree Great. with that. Prediction number two. I think there is going to be continued monster growth in influencer marketing and podcast advertising. They are going to continue to explode no matter that. Well, I think influencer marketing on TikTok and on Instagram, but influencer marketing in general will continue to explode and it should. I think it's still probably underpriced in many areas. And podcasts will continue to explode. Um... I really look forward to talking about uh, Clubhouse a little with you at some point. Did we, oh, we talked about it last episode. I got Clubhouse. Have you got Clubhouse yet? Well, no, because I'm Android. Oh, it's only available on Apple. That's weird. So, yeah. Not really, but it's annoying. Clubhouse is up and running. It's interesting. It, it looks to be focused on live audio. So people mm. having live rooms and live chat. It, it seemed, I love the idea of So it. do I. It's like Zoom for just audio and public, right? And you can invite users on and you have rooms and people listening in different rooms. I haven't found if you can save recorded audio yet. So if you can have a podcast area, like a recorded episodes area. Um, but yeah, it looks to be focused on live audio. Uh, yeah, look, I don't, I don't know. See, live audio... I think we tried that and it was called radio. 
and the whole internet, the whole live audio thing. So I don't know, um, I don't know how it's gonna be. I, I don't think it's gonna last, but that's probably my prediction for Clubhouse. I think it'll be a flash in the pan. I like the idea though, trying to, trying to move the audio world forward, I'm all in, in favor of. Okay, podcast, uh, sorry, prediction number three. The Australian media industry will make zero progress in evolving their business. What do you think of that? <laughs> uh, in terms of being able to have revenue streams outside of squeezing Google. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'd agree with that. The, they, have, they have managed to get, I mean, it's the best scam ever. They've managed to get to the point where the government is just going to walk in a bunch of money in the front door from Google. Here's a bunch of Google's money. You're welcome. No, but the government's already walked a bunch of money in the front door as far as Murdoch is concerned in um, terms of tax cuts and um, true, handouts. True. No, but they're going to walk in so, Google's money. Instead of worrying money. about... Yeah, I know, but it's not, they don't need money and they already got the government's money and so now they want Google's money? Like, for God's sake. Maybe getting rid of Google <laughs> is their ultimate goal. They should just buy Google. <laughs> No, they shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, um, that would be terrible. I, I but, think they're going to make know, zero if you, progress. I think if they're you want the revenue progress. from something, you can't get the revenue from something you don't own. I think they're on the same track as Foxtel, obviously owned by Murdoch, but it will be a slow death for most of these platforms over the next 10, 15 years. There you go. Big predictions. Uh, Karma, do you have any predictions? Do you like predictions? Do you hate them? Everybody, everybody no, seems to like them. Like them. I think, yep. you know, I don't know. It's, it's really hard to predict the industry that we work in because it changes so quickly. I mean, you know, we had, um, we had so many changes already this year in terms of being able to advertise on social media and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, but I guess I would predict that Apple with its, would, would double down on its privacy brand promise. Yep. Um, and launch some kind of ad or ad adjacent platform for within its ecosystem that it is ever trying to close the loops to. Um, Good one. Because they know, well, in terms of they've kind of, the iOS 14 update has allowed people to opt out of tracking, which means that um, Facebook... And other advertisers will be affected in the way that they can. I mean, Facebook's had to change the entire way that it collects conversion data uh -huh. um, and the entire attribution in which it reports them yep. because of this this iOS 14 change. So yep. I think if Apple doesn't have a plan to capitalize on Facebook on locking Facebook out or giving people the opportunity to lock Facebook out then I think that that was, a, you know, only a half move. Okay. Um, so I'd expect them to be working on something. Okay. Because um, that makes sense, right? Sure. All the ads from Facebook are terribly targeted. So if you want to target high-end, you know, people who pay $30,000 for a desktop computer setup, um, who are into aesthetics, like... Advertised through the Apple platform. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'll tell so you how. I'll tell you. My, I'll make another prediction. 
um, is that they will do that via their own search platform. How about that? What, Safari? Yeah, Apple will release its own search engine. Isn't, yeah, okay. Safari, Safari yeah. isn't a search engine, doesn't have a search engine. It's a browser. Yeah, yeah. it's a browser. Sorry, keep going, yeah, yeah, keep going. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. I, um, I agree with your, you know, Australian media industry will do nothing. Yep. Um, they'll just hope that the checks walk in the door, as you said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, influencer growth. I don't know. I think we're kind of, I feel like we're kind of over that. When you said TikTok, I was like, oh, yep, okay, yeah. There's still a lot of scope for it within um, emerging platforms where you're talking to people who um, are like silence brand, you know, and they don't listen to brands. Um, so you have to have an interpreter. Yeah. So for TikTok, yes, for all other platforms, I think influencer activity is going to die. Well, because I think we don't care anymore and we know that whoever the famous person is isn't really using that foundation in the same way we know that Eva Longoria doesn't dye her hair at home. <laughs> it's just stupid. Um, so there's that. What else do I think? I think um, there's going to be a lot of Facebook ad specialists that are going to have to dip out of the game because <laughs> it's going to get harder to not necessarily get results, but harder to demonstrate um, conversion costs to clients. Yep. The, the, um, the technical ability um, at one end versus the client understanding at the other, the gap is getting wider and wider. And so um, even with clients that I'm seeing um, great results for, mm. We're trying to explain the iOS 14 updates and that we have to, you know, change the way that we um, attribute conversions now and, and yada, yada, yada. It's, um, you know, most of them, because they're already clients of mine and we already have a level of trust, have been fine. Um, in talking to new business, that is, it just, uh, they don't get it. Um, and I think that that's going to be really tough for, like, agencies who don't specialise in in Facebook ads to continue to offer it as a service with any kind of success. Yep. Um, which I'm not mad about, but it's a thing. Yep. Um, and I think people will, um, I think people will get better at branding. I think people are starting to understand brand better. Mm. And so I think that's good for marketing as well. Good one. I like it. No, I love, love it. Album Cuts, our next segment where we get into some small news stories and just dip in really quick. Uh, and there's plenty of those. So Facebook emails people direct about this iOS 14 change. That's been interesting, like getting in touch directly with users. Just like Google, these platforms have huge ownership over a direct relationship with their users. I think that is, that is, cannot be underestimated. Yeah, well, they've deliberately not got anybody in the way. Yeah, it is, is the most powerful relationship, absolutely. Um, so Facebook's continued management of this iOS 14 changes and dealing with uh, more and more privacy updates to come will be fascinating. Uh, Parler is back on Russian servers. 
that uh, crazy free speech app that got shut down. And I also found this story quite interesting. Kogan, the giant online retailer, had to pay a 42, uh, a giant fine. Well, a giant fine by me and you standards is probably couch change for them. But they got fined for sending 42 million unsolicited marketing emails. Now, I thought this was interesting because I've never heard of anyone... $310,000. Yeah, I've never heard of anyone getting done on spam laws before of this size. What about you? Oh, uh, no, I don't think I've ever really had to enter my consciousness of anyone actually being fined for it at all, let alone that much. Weird. Weird. So, good. Glad. Don't want to see spam. I think I'm getting added to more lists uh, off LinkedIn now and people are just sending me emails. What do you? I'm sure you're getting it too. But I think LinkedIn need to... I think LinkedIn need to attack this somehow. I think that I might actually take my email address off LinkedIn, my LinkedIn profile, so that it can't be scraped. Sure, it's on my website. That's fine. But I think LinkedIn need to need to focus on on this and and hide and, and not being and not letting bots scrape their platform. But it's not necessarily bots. You can download your contacts. Not anymore. I'm pretty oh, sure. Really? Yeah, they stopped that. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was the golden ages. Uh, yeah. So. But anyway, good work to the Australian uh, agency. Was it the ACCC? Um, the and whoever looks after the anti-spam laws smacked Kogan. Mm. Smacked Kogan in the face. So I'm good mad. Job. I'm mad at them about the Google thing. So <laughs> I'm not going to say good on them. Uh, good point. Good point. Surely it's a different different group of people. Mm, I don't know. So what Kogan did is they made people opt out that you had to log in to opt out of your e- of the emails yeah and yeah that's uh that's that's not on so uh anyway good luck to them i'm sure they've learned their lesson um but but let's finish up with our with let, that's that's the end of our new section uh we have a big event coming up let's talk about that we're doing the marketer awards 2020 right here in perth uh Submit your campaigns. We've got awesome judges. We've got some prizes. We're going to have a fun night down at Henry Summer. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. What are your thoughts on that excellent event, Karma? Um, so I'll just point out that some people have asked me why it's uh, 2020 awards. Yes. And um, it's, like, it's like the hottest 100. Yes. The campaigns are from last year. Yes. Um, so if you ran a campaign last year in Australia, um, you're eligible to enter. So don't think it has to be current. There was a couple of people who weren't going to enter their campaigns because they thought they had to be running right now, which yep. um, would really cut down the amount of entries we could have. But no, if, if you ran a campaign that you're proud of from last year, please fill out the form. It'll take 10 minutes. Great. Great. It's going to be great. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes to our tickets and uh, we'll hope to see you there. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, the other thing I just really want to touch on as well is that Clayton and I aren't judging. Yes. We have a panel of judges mm-hmm. um, and they're not us. <laughs> they're not us. <laughs> we have asked our 
our marketing friends to um, to be on a panel of judges to have a look at your campaign. So we've got the fabulous Melissa Bowen. Yep. Um, there's a post up on our Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn page. Um, we can find out a bit more about her, and also Adam Burrell from So Media Group, and Ali Bouch from Pentanet. Her and ampersand as well, and and ampersand her her agency. Yeah. yeah, so brilliant stuff. Thank you to those people for being involved. Really looking forward to it. And that's all we got time for, my friends. Have a great day. Have cool. a great weekend. You too. And um, you doing anything fun? Um, probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What are okay. you doing? What are you doing? Uh, I've got to go catch up with a friend later this afternoon. Um, and then there's it's the last weekend to uh, try the Kilo Burger at Varsity, <laughs> um, which is being run in conjunction with the, I think, baseball. Um, so, yeah, I might do that. Oh, please do that from the marketer stories. Can you please track that? To the, from the <laughs> They're doing stories. a challenge where if you can eat it in 10 minutes, you get your photo on the wall. But I can't imagine a photo of someone after they've eaten a kilo burger in 10 minutes. A kilo? It's be very flattering a kilo. Photo. Kilo. Oh, my God. Yep. Well, you enjoy. You enjoy that. I'm very impressed. I want to see. <laughs> I'm not going to do it in 10 minutes. I want to see, story, I want to see <laughs> stories on Instagram. Um, thank you to all of you people for listening like, like it, share it, tell people about our podcast. We want to we wanna spread this, this fun marketing chat to everywhere. And uh, cool, Karma, I will talk to you soon, buddy. Okay, see you, mate.